Hey there, Freedom Fighters. My name is Andrew Warner. I'm uh, I'm actually recording in the middle of chaos, and I think I drove today's guest a little bit crazy putting this uh, interview together. Here's the deal. I am now in my last day here in San Francisco. Uh, I imagine we're going to be, by the time you listen to this, in Austin. And I, I had an interview scheduled with David Crouch for yesterday. It was too chaotic. I started texting him. I said, I can't do it. Then I texted him back and I said, but I really want to interview you. And then we just went back and forth a lot. And here's why. He is the founder of Ritual Zero Proof. They make alcohol, the equivalent of alcoholic drinks without the alcohol. Now, for some people that would be laughable. They'd kind of put it off. And I think most of those people are in college and they're just drinking to get drunk. There's a group of people who just drink because they enjoy the taste. They enjoy the experience with people. And I'm one of them. I, you guys know me. I've been doing scotch nights for years. I love scotch. I have a good scotch collection. But I also tell people when they come over, this is not about scotch. It's about the conversation. It's about giving you a drink that will slow you down enough that you'll spend time talking. And when people come over for scotch night and they don't drink alcohol, I'll have water or flavored sparkling water for them. That doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like it's, it's the right alternative. They're having a whole other experience. Well, what David did is he created the, the experience that I was looking for. And I haven't tried it yet. I have a bottle here. I'm glad actually, David, that you sent me rum and not whiskey, even though I'm a whiskey drinker because I don't wanna keep comparing it. I don't wanna keep saying, is this exactly like that? If it's a little bit off, it's not right. I wanna have a fresh experience and see what's possible. Thanks for being here, David. Yeah, thanks for having me. Right, I should say this interview is sponsored by HostGator for hosting websites, Overpass for hiring salespeople. We'll talk about those later. First, David, what's the revenue at Ritual Zero Proof right now? Revenue? Uh, yes. So this is our second year in business. Well, almost, we'll, we'll, it'll be our second year selling product uh, in a, just a few weeks and we'll, we'll cross the, the $10 million threshold this week. Wow. We yeah. 10 million for the whole time or annual? For the, no, for the, for the year. For the, for wait, for the Sorry. last 12 20, months. 20, 2020, 2021 will be a $10 million plus annual revenue year for us. Okay. All right. Yeah. Why does it is, why does it even matter to you? This came up when you and a buddy of yours were having drinks. What was the situation that called it up that made you even want to consider having a non-alcoholic drink with him? You know, uh, to your point a minute ago, um, at first it almost was laughable. You know, my, uh, my, my best friend, Marcus, um, who's now my co-founder, Marcus Seiki, uh, he had me over for, for a night of fun. You know, him and I do this a lot. We get together, we drink, we play chess, we go to the bar, whatever it may be. He's a very good cook, um, as am I. We like to dabble in the kitchen in every capacity. And on his cutting board were a handful of interesting ingredients. I couldn't quite figure out what the heck he had just made. I'm kind of staring at him and he's smiling. I go, what are you doing over here? He goes, let me show you. He makes this, it's a mocktail. It was, it was purposeful. He said, you know what? Been drinking a little bit too much. Would like to slow down a little bit, but still want that thing that, that marks the moment, that enhances conversation, that yep. makes me feel better, that makes me slow down to your point a minute ago. Um, so he made this thing for me and I took a sip and I said, that is horrible. Why, why did you give me that? This is, this is an awful thing. But then he laughed and, and I got the point immediately. And then throughout the evening, what became obvious was 
the, the only problem with it was that it, it, part of it was it wasn't directional. What if we could make this directional and begin to approximate the flavor profiles of known spirits? What do you mean by directional? Way? Meaning that if we just made a thing called spirit alternative or blue flower, you wouldn't know what to do with it. You wouldn't know how to use it. But tequila alternative, you know exactly what ah, to do. You know what? So I've been wondering this a lot. I've been thinking, why is everyone trying to make the alcohol taste, the non-alcohol equivalent taste like alcohol? Why don't we just have a drink that's so powerful that has nothing to do with alcohol and not taste like alcohol, has no historic connection to it, but just so powerful on the mouth that you have to slow down. Kind of like, I almost thought, could you put hot sauce in a cup and people would slowly have sure. to drink it. And what you're saying is, then you'd have to introduce a whole new experience to replace what people have. Got it. Yeah. Okay. You would, the education would be very difficult. You know, in that two and a half seconds you get when walking by a grocery store shelf, if you right. saw some new thing with no names, a bit ambiguous, you keep walking. Um, it could be amazing. Right. But how do you get that across to the audience? Kind of like almond milk. If we called it almond water, almond juice, right. almond extract, you wouldn't put it in your coffee. You wouldn't put it in your cereal. Milk was directional, right? The, the impossible burger. Um, it, right. it, it, it's called that for a reason. If it was just called, you know, X, Y, Z, you wouldn't know how to use it. And you that's what? exactly what we did. You wanted that's, a, that's a great example. In fact, I would even go beyond uh, or earlier than impossible burger. There were a lot of these bean burgers that had no flavor connection to meat. They were essentially just beans connected together with a few other ingredients. And if they would have just sold it as bean patty, even yes. we wouldn't have known what to do with it. Call it a bean burger. I get it. And I'm used to putting it on a bun, but I'm also used to not having a burger on a bun. If that's, uh, if I'm trying to go that way, got it. Oh, you just solved a huge, uh, a huge mystery for me. Yeah. If that was called bean slices, you would not make a burger out of it. Ever. Right. Right. And if you go into a bar and they say, we have kombucha, kombucha is a type of drink. These drink slowly. It's still not the same. I put that in a different portion of my mind. Okay. Now that you heard that, what do you give a rat's ass about it? So your buddy doesn't want to drink alcohol. Let him drink water. Let him just pass it. Why did you have to obsess on this until it became a business? And I, and I didn't realize how tough it would be to create it. We'll talk about that later. But why yeah. stick? Why mm. have to stick in your mind? You know, the, the parallels to other alternatives immediately made sense. The, the almond milk, the coconut milk, gluten-free bread, decaf coffee, right? The use case is the same in every regard. And then you get into the alternative meats. Um, most people that, that are buying the Impossible Burger aren't vegan. They, they've got ground chuck in their bag as well. They just want to feel good about a choice. They want Is that to be true? I mean, that's factual yeah. or you're, you're not just saying that? No, no. The vast that for a fact. people that buy, yep, know that for a fact. Um, and, and, and make it impossible is starting to catch on. At, at, at restaurants, make it impossible means use fake meat. May not even mean use the impossible burger meat. Maybe just, use beyond meat, but make it impossible. Got it. All right. It's kind of a phrase. So <clears throat> I like I like to host. I love to have people over. Um, I have I, I, I have young kids. I have, I have three young babies. I had a wife that was recently pregnant. There's a million reasons you might not yep. want to have the cocktail, but you want the ritual. You know, my ritual is right. after the kids are finally down, after the day is over, make a beautiful cocktail and download my day uh, to my wife. And it doesn't have to be alcoholic. Or for me, the third one doesn't have to be alcoholic, right? I, I want to have a couple. And that's right. a great thing for me. That's a good point. Yes, Let's right. Go. There are some days I just want to have a couple, but then I'm done and I can't switch to water. You yes. know what I've done as an alternative? 
club soda with bitters works as an alternative. It looks like it, it's, it, it's not exactly the same, but I'm seeing some bitters now that are coming out that have like extra spiciness or extra something. So you feel a little bit of a bite. It's not the same, but I, I get what you're, what you're talking about. It's, it's heading in that direction. And I used yeah. to do the same thing as well, but to keep going with, with known cocktails or to get creative and, and be able to really build around something like you build around alcohol. Yes. Cocktails. Right. Originally it's, it's really fun and it works. It, it, it works incredibly well. And you can still get up in the morning and, and, and kill tomorrow. I can get up in the morning and kill tomorrow. <laughs> even, even after drinking hard, I don't get hung over, thankfully, but I want to think sometimes I want to just sit there sometimes at night. There's nothing like the ritual of you have your drink and you read, but mm-hmm. if you drink, you don't read as well. I, I play chess too. I want to have my drink and play chess, but I freaking, I want to win or at least learn from the game. <laughs> if I have even one whiskey, a tiny bit, I'm going to be fine the next day. I'm going to be fine for a conversation, but I'm not going to win as much. All right. I get it. So you said this is a business opportunity and you kind of have been trained to think of business opportunities. You talked to our producer. You said, look, when I was a kid, I wanted to mow lawns like other kids. My dad didn't let me just go out there and mow the lawns. Why did you want to mow lawns and talk about what your dad did? That changed yeah, the way so, you, you know, I, I, I wanted to work. I wanted to make 10 or 15 bucks per lawn and have some, have some money to go buy baseball cards or whatever it may be at, at, at 13. And um, my dad was all for it. Um, he wanted me to, but he said, but you're going to do it right. And we, he made me go start my first company, a broken bow lawn service. And we went through the process of becoming a, an entity and, um, and getting and the bank like account. Like the whole LLC in a bet. Why? Why couldn't he just say, look, there's a kid who's going, who's mowing the lawn. People would give money to the kid, cash. He puts it in his own bank account. The fact that he doesn't have an LLC maybe makes it a little more charming for adults. What was he trying to do? You know, it was, in, in, at the time, it was a complete pain in the ass. Like, well, why, why is everything going to be harder than it, <laughs> it is? But, yeah. what, you know, at, at, but when you look back at what, was, what you actually had to gain and lose back then, Right, my 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 five hundred bucks per per summer or whatever it was. Th- there's a much bigger lesson, a much more valuable lesson than the thousand dollars you can make that season, and and that's what it was. And it's it, not everything is straightforward. You know, you 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 can't just go do the thing. There's more around the thing that puts it into context. And just teaching the mechanics of it. And you're somebody who who was I feel open to it. You told our producer also, I didn't know, I wasn't a great artist, but you made <laughs> art and what'd you do with it? I was, I was a terrible artist and I would, I would rip pages out of coloring books and go door to door trying to sell those, those pieces of art to my neighbors. Um, Did that work? Talking age, age four, age five. Wow. But there was, there was one little old couple that bought them almost every time for a okay. penny. A okay. lot of people would slam the door at me. Most would just turn me away and pat me on the head. Um, but it, you know, there was, there was an itch, there was that itch to go and, and, and be a part of commerce. <laughs> I get it. Did you ever have like a desk set or something? Mm-hmm. Sure. I did. Yeah. 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 I had a little, had a little desk set. I enjoyed all of that very much and thinking outside the box, you know, I haven't had a boss ever, you know, since, since waiting tables in college, I've never worked for anybody else. And that what was you do after college. What's that? Bef- what'd you do after college and before ritual? Hmm. Yeah. So I went into the fitness and physical therapy industry. So I worked for myself doing a form of physical therapy for 15 years. Meaning what doctors um, would uh, send people over, you'd help them out and you do yeah, it from where? That's, that's, that's very much right. You know, it was, it was all done on a, on a table. So picture like a massage table set up in a very clinical environment, working through a very detailed process to find uh, muscle imbalances and mechan- mechanical imbalances in people that were causing to uh, leading to pain and dysfunction. 
you do this like one at a time. They'd come into your office. You one at a time. Fifteen yep. years. Uh-huh. Yeah. How would you do that for fifteen years? You've got this creative entrepreneurial mm-hmm. like ability. And the you're only in- that worked is because it wasn't a a protocol. It was just a process of thinking through a problem, and and, and it never was the same. Okay. Your shoulder pain and the next client's shoulder pain were very different problems, even though they might've represented themselves in the same manner. So it it was a a very active thought process, but eventually it became too much. I tried to, I tried to expand that and bring on employees and hire under me and it never worked. Uh, I was, I was the product, right? Oh, because you knew how to find the thing that made somebody's pain go away. Had the reputation, you know, people Mm. wanted to come see me, passing them off to somebody else didn't really work. And you can only scale your 24 hour day so much. You lose some money over a few years where you were trying to expand and it didn't work? Um, didn't necessarily lose a lot of money, but it was a lot of time. I did. Yeah, there was some money and some time. It was just a frustration. I, I, it was something yeah. that I, I truly couldn't scale and I'd maximized my own hours, you know, killing myself to do it. You can raise your prices only so much and you're, you're literally capped and, and then tapped out. And I wanted more. All right. Why did it take 18 months to create this? I've talked to people in my interviews here who will go out and get, I don't know what they're called. I think it's called a flavorist. They literally will Google a flavorist. They'll say, this is what I want the thing to taste like. The person does it and that's it. Why does it take you 18 months to create something that tastes like like a spirit? So we we went to the best in the business. We went to flavorists. We primarily went to distillers, went down to Louisville. We talked to people in the spirits business told them what we're trying to do. And they said, can't be done. I get this. I get them. That's like going to a rancher and saying, I want to make fake meat. And they will get out of here, boy. Right. (laughs) But when you're going to flavorist, all they do is make flavors. Why can't Mm -hmm. they do that? What Um, is it about the flavor? Let's be specific. Sure. So for one, it had to be good enough. Um, And that, that is tricky. They, you know, we went through 500 iterations just to make the whiskey, 500 iterations just to make the gin, Um, a few less with tequila and rum because they came after and we had learned a lot but it needed to be good. It needed to be good enough. It, it, we knew it was never going to be the exact same. It's never, you know, if, if we made a scotch, it wouldn't ever compare to your favorite scotch in your bar. Um, I'm a big bourbon guy. I drink a lot of bourbon. Our, our whiskey is not the exact same. It doesn't have to be, you know, it's it, coconut milk. is not the exact same as milk. A veggie right. burger is not the exact same, but right. the use case is the same and it still scratches the itch, but we wanted to get it right. We really, you know, we, the, the category is important. Um, it's, I think it's much, much more important than a lot of the, a lot of the meat alternative type products because we're actually solving a real problem for some people, but it needed to be compelling enough to, to win the argument. And we had big goals. You know, we wanted to take this thing all the way. And again, much like my dad's lesson early on trying to have a lawn service, get it right in the beginning, set it up, get everything lined up so that when you are going balls to the wall, you can be present for it. David, if I just toss $25,000 at a flavorist, they don't get paid that much, right? And say, I just want duplicate a scotch-like feeling here, seven scotches, just duplicate it. They can't come back to me with a, with a, no, no a recipe? We, we, we did that um, and then paid significantly more <laughs> and, and no. Why? No, is it because it was, alcohol has a different type of taste? Is it the heat that you can't duplicate? Because you could duplicate a taste, but not that fire That heat flavor? and burn was a, a big part of what we worked on. Uh-huh. The, it, needed, it needed to have that substantial thing that made you pause, right? right? It made you take a minute and go, okay, I shouldn't gulp this. This is, this is going to mark a moment for me. This is going to make things better. I'm going to take my time. 
and keep this thing going. Um, and, and, you know, I, I have a, a, a very well-defined palate. I'm just lucky in that regard. My co-founder Marcus is a super taster. We really wanted this thing to work. And we, so we sat, we went, we went to Louisville, we went down there, we were in the office in the, in the conference room next to the stills for months, just getting this thing right, knocking it out, okay. tasting it, refining it. All right. I'm realizing I didn't shave. Everything is just totally off. My lighting in this room is off. I'm all right, I'm gonna open up this rum alternative right here in a moment. First, I'm gonna do the sponsorship and then I wanna understand how you finally got it. And I think your funding uh, approach is really interesting and the way you got customers is interesting. But first, my sponsor is HostGator. For anyone who needs a website hosted, I urge them to go to hostgator.com slash Mixergy where you get a great price. David, if, uh, if you were to start today, is, do you have an idea for what you'd build today and maybe go to HostGator and have them host your website? Mm, I mean, a new, a new product, a new business? Yeah, what's a new, a new business that you would launch today? Mm, mm, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, because it's a big part of my life right now, I might try to make a, make a better mousetrap in the baby food industry. Ooh, because? Um, there's, there's a lot that seems to be missing. Um, nothing's quite good enough. Nothing's quite versatile enough. Um, the ease of use, versatility, flavor profiles, they're going to appreciate and hit those nutritional um, indicators. I, I think I would go straight there um, Yo, because I'm what? also trying to feed my kids every day and it's very difficult. <laughs> I read this random article about how rats in different parts of the world are used to different types of food and they eat it based on like the people, the humans around them, sure. which is obvious. We have not respected that in our kids. I wonder if maybe our kids don't have as much of an adventurous palate because we feed them the same bland nonsense over and over. Mm -hmm. I also have learned that um, we should feed kids peanuts and don't, don't take this advice from me, but this is one of the things that I heard. We should give kids peanuts early on to help avoid a peanut allergy. And I wonder if we need to do that with other food, right? Well, it's a great idea. Diversify yeah. kids' palates, make it healthy and set them up for success long-term. All right. Listen to me, people, whether it's that idea or anything else, when you need a website, go to hostgator.com slash Mixergy. They already have great dependable hosting. I use them and have for years. Already have great low prices. When I switched over, I liked saving literally thousands of dollars a month um, on hosting services just work. And if you use my URL, they'll charge you even less. Hostgator.com slash Mixergy. All right, I'm going to open this up. I've actually seen this on Amazon. I've considered it, David, and truthfully, I was a little afraid. It felt like some of the reviews were hesitant. I thought, what if this doesn't make me look good? I don't know, I was too hung up. I should have just pulled the trigger on it. It was a mistake. Um, you know what it was a mistake about? Because I think I was too afraid of the new that would take away from the traditional experience that I was looking for. And then when I got this, I said, I should have just tried it. All right, let me open this up right here. This is a recipe book. Why do you include a recipe book with uh, with the bottle? You know, the all of the products are really designed to be used in cocktails. Um, they can be they can be uh, drank neat or on the rocks, but the, the the use case is really supposed to be a cocktail, and it makes great cocktails. And so we wanted to give everybody the opportunity mm. to see some of our favorites, and some are just the classics. You know, one to one, like you would use the normal spirit. I guess also if you're if you're putting it into a recipe, then 
you're not judging whether this rum tastes exactly like the one that you've had yesterday, whether this whiskey is the one like your dad gave you growing up. <laughs> um. <laughs> and that, that's right. And, and again, not supposed to. Um, it, it, not trying to be so close to the real thing that you can't tell. Um, but in some cocktails, that is the case. And I think our, our gin and tonic is, you can completely forget that it's not I alcohol. love the bottle. I, Thank I you. think people don't appreciate the bottle makes a big difference. You mm-hmm. want that atmosphere when somebody's coming to your house and they see your whiskey collection, they see your drink. You want them to feel that it makes sense. You don't want something that looks looks random. I love your bottle. I, I, no one can see it. They should actually just go online. You can't see it because I'm blasting my face with lighting because we got nothing else in this room. <laughs> um, uh, the, no, the brand, branding for us was a big deal. We wanted it clean and, and simple. And that is very hard. It is simple is very difficult. It's easy to muck things up with a lot. It's clean. It's straightforward. It's simple. And that's what, that's what we wanted it to be. You, you looks, look at it and you go, rum alternative. Right. I, I it looks letterpressed. I actually think that you're hitting me over the head with the alternative. It says ritual zero proof. Zero proof isn't in huge letters, but it doesn't even necessarily need to be visible. Rum alternative. Why are you being so clear that this is an alternative instead of letting it sit naturally with everything else? It's like an Islay whiskey doesn't say Islay, Islay, Islay over all over the no, place. No, um, because if I ever went to the liquor store and bought that thinking it was real uh, liquor, I'd be pissed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> makes want you total to know, sense. No, no surprises. We want you to know what you're getting and buy it on purpose. Okay, that makes total sense. Um, all right, I'm trying to open this up here in real time with here. There we go. I love that pop sound. All right. I also, for some reason, do not like liquor that ha- that comes in a screw top. If I could avoid it, there's some that's really good in a screw top, but I prefer that it has this this cork top on it. All right. So the rum, it's our it's our newest product, um, and for me, it just hits a lot of the right notes. It's great in the summertime. It can also be that kind of Christmas in a glass, uh-huh. very very seasonal drink. I don't drink rum. I don't remember the last time I had rum. I like that though. What I'm trying to find is. Will this slow me down? Will this make me have some, mm-hmm. some time with my friends? Yeah. If you've already had a couple of drinks, but you want to keep the uh, conversation going. Okay. It doesn't have that. Oh, it does. The heat comes afterwards. The first sip, the top of it doesn't taste like alcohol heavy. But then afterwards, I taste in the back of my mouth. I taste what feels like alcohol. And then also what feels like, um, like, like, spicy, like spicy spices. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Caliente spices. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. All right. Sure. Sure. We wanted more, more flavor, more of that, you know, big molasses nose to come from. I definitely see the mouth ride. There's a bit of a tongue tingle that kind of runs through the whole mouth. Just more sensation, more of everything. That's kind of what we're about. More, more time with your friends, more conversation, Mm. more drinks, more everything. Right. I went faster with that second sip and then it did hurt the top of my mouth. Like the back of my throat feels something that it's Mm -hmm. all right. I like it. And you know what I like about this? I think that people who don't like alcohol because it does feel too, too heavy for them or too, mm-hmm. I don't know, too much of a punch in the mouth will appreciate this. It's softened by a little bit of that molassesy flavor, which I think, by the way, is why a lot of people drink bourbon, that they want that sweetness as opposed to like a Scottish uh, whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I'm not, this is not a tasting thing, but I want to understand the business behind it. Mm-hmm. You finally had it done. How much money did it cost you to get the right flavor? The, um, for the very first, the, the initial first ripe flavor was 
not that well it's about 50 grand um to, okay. to get really the the proof of concept for one skew we didn't stop but it was enough to go okay we're we could stop here this is good enough for one it's not good enough for us but we proved concept ah got it and this money was all your money the fifty thousand. you and your originally partners. kind of founder funded and then, wow. and then we went to our eventual investor yeah so the way you got it funded was pretty interesting where'd the mm-hmm. money come from yeah so we you know i i had another food and beverage company my business partner um, and his wife and my two co-founders he's a very successful novelist written nine novels um multiple hollywood screenplays we both know that traditional fundraising absolutely sucks it's awful um and we didn't want to do that we we had a a tiger by the tail and to to become the brand in a new space we needed to be able to scream about it we needed the proper funding and we didn't want to leave much for chance. So we went straight to, um, to the largest liquor company in the world, to Diageo. And they have a, a venture wing um, that does these kind of deals, really. It's, uh, you know, it, a lot of big strategics have some version of an accelerator, um, which gives them maybe just first rights of refusal to, to buy you later, but they're willing to fund your idea in the meantime. We took a lot of steps further than that um, in, in getting into bed with them. And it was all worth it. You know, I had no it was, idea uh, that that they would do that. That's clever for them to be able to pick up on these new products. Um, and so how did you even know about it? As you were talking to distillers, did they bring this up? No, you know, I, I forget exactly how I found out about their, their venture wing. I might've just been mm-hmm. researching it myself. That probably was it. Um, but I think this is probably the model that's going to go forward. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the model right now is you, you start a company, you've got some exit partner in mind. There's some Unilever craft, there's someone out there that would be the perfect person for you, Campbell's, whoever it may be. And you, you build this company and you try to get a series A and try to get a series B and you get to 25 million in annual revenue. And then you can approach a strategic for an exit. Um, then they pay handsomely. They pay more than they should have to. And you had to do a lot of fundraising, giving up huge chunks of equity in the meantime. So you're heavily diluted and it's just an awkward situation. What if they go in early? What if, you know, I think that makes a lot more sense. I think they'll make more bets. They'll have more things that don't work out. And at the end of the day, they'll pay less for better products. They can help shape the entire time, give more input. They have a huge amount of experience and you get a better net at the end of the day. Do they get an option to buy you or first write a first refusal? They do both. Um, no, they, we, we worked out a deal to where they have the absolute right to buy us. Yeah. Um, they do. So anytime they say they want to come buy you, they buy you, um, yeah, at a we, pre-agreed formula. That's right. Yep. Ah, uh, got it. So that means that it could limit your upside. If you end up turning ritual into a giant brand that could stand on its own, they could come in and say, well, now we want it. It, it limits your upside, mm-hmm. but it eliminates the floor. And I think people don't respect the binary nature of startups enough. One, zero, success, failure, mm-hmm. a lot of zeros, right? Um, if you can get a victory, that's a big deal. And it's still a life-changing victory. You know, it, can it you may tell not- me how this works? I, I've seen this in the, in the soda industry. I've interviewed founders who, are, who, are, uh, who did this type of deal. I don't fully understand it. How do they, how do they limit the floor, for example? Uh, getting getting the funding we've needed to date, um, you know, the, being adequately capitalized is the biggest reason startups. How much make, do they put in? I uh, can't tell you. 
But we're uh, talking but it, millions or hundreds it, of thousands, millions? No, no, many millions. Yeah. So um, very first from the start, first investment coming into the accelerator was millions. Uh, effectively, yeah. Um, it's uh, it, we, we've had proof points along the way. So they're, okay. they're, they're incredibly smart and they make a lot of these uh, milestones. And when we hit them, you know, we're, we're up for additional funding. Okay. Except- and is the milestone creation or is it also a number of sales? Both. Okay. Both. All right. Um, and then, you know, get enough of those in and instead of, it makes more sense to purchase than to invest further. And that's it. Kind of where we're, where we're headed. Um, and you get a decent salary so you could take care of your family. Right. And that's what you're talking about. You're not suffering and making your family suffer as you try to live out this dream. Yeah. Um, by the way, this is really good. It's not, here's what I mean by really good. It's not just the flavor. The flavor is fine. It's not, I, I'm not a rum drinker. It's the fact that when I think I could drink a lot, I feel it in the back of my throat and says, just that last one was too much. Just take your time with it. And I like that. That's what I'm aiming for. It also has a nice look. If I'm at a party, it doesn't look awkward. I also think that at bars, they do non-drinkers a disservice and probably intentionally. When you ask for a drink that's not whiskey, that's not alcohol, they give you the giant water glass that you'd give your kid at lunch. That's just an embarrassment. I tell them, put it in the freaking same drink that you put the whiskey in. Yeah. Yeah. And with, with this, my goal is for ritual to be synonymous with non-alcoholic. So if you ordered a ritual old fashioned, Mm -hmm. you'd get a non-alcoholic old fashioned ritual Mm -hmm. GNT and the bar can charge you for it now, right? Now you're going to charge. Right. And that's the other thing. The bar doesn't feel like they're getting ripped off because they're charging you less. And so they have to embarrass you and you don't feel bad for it. Yeah. Make every seat count. Right. right. Everyone that's there wants to be there and wants to be social and wants to be accepted for whatever they're doing. Now we have a way to help that. Yeah. I'm not paying for the whiskey when I'm going to a bar. I'm paying for the space and the atmosphere. I wish they would just say, all right, bitters and club soda. We're going to charge you 20 bucks. We all understand why we're doing this, but they can't do that. They, right. Um, right. All right. So, um, so they come in, they invest. What else did they give you? What I, I, when I talk to founders who've taken money from accelerators in the tech space, it's not about the money. It's about the connections, the know-how, the, et cetera. What else does Diageo give you? You know, some of that, uh, a lot of it is just, is, is know-how. There, there's a lot of very Can you give me some specific people. note? What know-how did they give you? Did they design the bottle? Did they introduce you no, to they, the makers? They, they really, they really left, they really let, us handle most everything. We're very much an autonomous company. They're not giving us their economies of scale. They're not, they're not. So what's paying. an example of something that they gave you that it's, 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 it's really um, knowledge. You know, they, they've been selling this. Is there a specific a thing time. that you can remember that they taught sure. you that you wouldn't have known? They're, you know, when it comes to, to spirits, no one knows more about three tier distribution than they do, they, you know, in terms of how to get bottles from point A to point B where we differ a bit is that we're not alcoholic. So a lot of their knowledge doesn't have to apply to us. It mm. can. We can also mail you a bottle like we did to you in the, in the mail or through Amazon or whatever it may be. So they're, they're very good at helping us navigate the spirits industry. And we're leaning on them for that while we also go play in the non-spirits industries. Did you go online sales first or offline first? We went online first. Online we first. Amazon, Amazon first and your website or Amazon and your website at the same time. Very close to each other within, okay. within weeks. Yeah, yeah. Amazon, you, you have to be there. It's a it's a search engine as much as it is a store. You know, it, it's Google for products. 
Um, and it's been wonderful for us. We, we launched into our first national retailer kind of days before the country shut down. And, you know, back when we thought that zombies were coming out of the sewers and didn't understand how the world was going to look. Yeah. And we had to pivot. We had, we had one great retailer, some independence, um, some good stuff here in Chicago. And then we really had the opportunity to go speak to our consumers online, find our voice, find our tribe, see who our ultimate consumer really is. Cause I, I built this product for me. You know, I'm in my forties. I have kids. I'm busy. I like to have a couple of drinks at night and then downshift into a ritual. Come to find out there's a lot of audiences looking for this that are not me. And it was good to find those people as well. What do you mean? What, how do they think about this uh, <laughs> it, alternative? It could be, the, you know, for me, it's something I'm drinking that night. For them, it could be the only thing they're drinking that night. Or it's a dry month, a dry week, mm-hmm. a dry night. It's a doctor on call. It's someone running the marathon tomorrow. It's because you're pregnant. There's so many good use cases for this um, far beyond just me and why I built it. Is this also like a keto thing? Uh, how does yeah. alcohol affect keto? Alcohol, al- alcohol is not keto. And then okay. it, it will absolutely throw you out of ketosis. Um, our gin and tequila have zero calories. Our rum and whiskey have 10. So we're, we're very keto friendly. Uh, okay. All right. You get into Amazon. I guess at that point you didn't in the beginning know that the keto was a, that the people who are into this keto diet are going to gravitate towards you. You just said, this is an alternative. You put it up there. What was the initial reaction? You know, um, Amazon's a, a, a fun place to go read reviews and cry. Uh, <laughs> I know was... there've been some real mixed reactions on, uh, on, on ritual. I've seen it yeah. when you first came out. For the, for the best tasting in this entire category, the best selling, um, and, and as someone that built it, I know you can't get any better. It's still amazing to see a product like you have in your hand at three and a half stars, right? Mm-hmm. It's frustrating, but you could sell a bottle of water on Amazon and people are going to come hate you for it. That's just the nature of reviews. You rarely leave a good one. You might go after a bad mm-hmm. one. But you know the, like, it was like the first day and like 30 bottles sold. We're like, what the heck? And then- 300 and then 600. It was just, it was just, it was because you tapped into a need. I looked for this dude. I looked for it. And truthfully, here's what, here's another thing that I hesitated about. It was very polarizing. Mm -hmm. It went very much for like this person, uh, Jason Salier gave you one star and listen to how he starts off his review. Gather round my friends and listen to the cautionary tale of the creation of ritual zero proof imitation quote whiskey. Once upon a time, there was a married couple, and I couldn't keep reading from there. This is a person who's really invested in giving his negative review. And so that was it. And then also the price, $28 is the price of a nice whiskey. Yeah. And you guys are charging $28 for something that's not a nice whiskey. Mm -hmm. It's a nice whiskey alternative. I wasn't sure. And I thought, oh, no, that was a hesitation. You know what's crazy? We're one of the least expensive products in the category. So most of our competitors are well above 30 bucks, some 36, some, some They're 38. competitors who are selling non-alcoholic whiskey? Uh, non-alcoholic spirits. So some of them kind of go along the lines that you were talking earlier. Uh, the, the company that really broke trail initially and started selling this type of thing is called Seedlip. Seedlip is a non-alcoholic spirit. It's okay. ambiguous. It's, um, it's, it's esoteric. It's very good, but you don't know what it is. Um, but it's, it's, it's a higher price point. Um, harder to understand product. 
I um I and also I don't think they're on Amazon. Oh, they are on Amazon. Okay. All right. I see it. I didn't I didn't find them before. I don't know what it was about you. You're the ones who I just kept coming across. I didn't realize there were alternatives. Um okay, and yes, they are more expensive than you. And so why is it so expensive? You know, alternatives are often harder to make than the original thing. You know, is that right? Yeah, look at impossible burger, look at almond milk. It's not cheap. You know, we're milk comes out of a cow. It's pretty good. Um, go try to make something like milk. Now you're putting a lot of work into it. And you're trying to still, make it happen. Doesn't it cost under $5 to create a bottle of whiskey or whiskey alternative? Um, maybe of whiskey. <laughs> really? Whiskey alternative costs more than $5. Uh, it sure can. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's a more complicated process than, than making whiskey. And that's, from at from a whiskey lover, I love I love whiskey, um, but we wanted we will to be equivalent. You know, a lot of you know look at look at lab grown diamonds. They're a little bit less than diamonds. Look at faux leather purses. A little bit less. Look at Tesla. A little bit more. You know, um, alternatives are are sought after, and sometimes they do cost more. Oh, than- I know that beyond we we eat vegetarian food in my family, um, yeah. and so we do see that the vegetarian mm-hmm. version of burgers, whether they're using Impossible or something else, end up costing more. By the way, mm-hmm. you know what you should do. And I know you're thinking about this. You need to do taste tastings. I feel like if uh, if people would taste it, they would understand it so much more. The bottle communicates a lot. The tasting is really solid. Yeah, when when COVID kind of shut yeah. down demos at stores, that hurt us. That was going to be a yeah. big part of our marketing. But hopefully, hopefully this year we can we can do it. I would also say this, Dave. Sorry, now I'm getting into advice mode because I, I love what you're doing. <laughs> Here's why I love what you're doing. I don't want people to feel left out when you're doing, when you're doing an alcoholic event. I also don't want, I I know that there are certain things that slow us down. I used to do cigars. I don't like smoking cigars, but if you're smoking cigars with guys, there's nowhere else for us to do, to to turn. We're having a conversation. We're slowly, you know, enjoying the cigar. It's an experience. I like that you could do that. Um, Here's my other piece of advice. I don't think you should do just one sip, one sip and you compare it to whiskey, you compare it to rum, et cetera. The fact that I'm sitting here and having a conversation with you with this makes me appreciate it. The first sip is not as good for me as the one that I just had uh, a moment ago. It's mm-hmm. a huge difference. All right. Um, so you you get your funding from them. You start to bottle it. Was bottling is bottling an issue? Is this a simple thing to do? Uh, it's not simple. You know, finding the right um, partners to work with and all of this is complicated. You're looking for the right certifications, the right type of equipment. We had to buy a bunch of equipment to make the right partner work for us. So it, it, it's, it's all complicated. It's all learning. It's what the, do you mean by the right bot? It's not a bottler who does this. It's a co-packer. Am I right? I was just talking to uh, the founder. Yeah, it's a, uh, we, we use a, a spirits manufacturer. So it's a company that makes other, other alcohol. Um, okay. We're one of the few things they make that is not alcoholic. Mm. Yeah. But it's the, it's the wake up every day and learn something new part of entrepreneurship that's so wonderful like what what's been a challenge where you thought maybe we're not going to get past this oh even even the bottling was tricky right you're looking Fine. for a a company that can run non-alcoholic spirits right so it's kind of an fda not a ttb not a, not an alcohol thing mm. but can run a 750 milliliter glass bottle which is really kind of liquor specific not many things are made that way um can also do the type of blending and mixing we need um, it all, it doesn't all work of the, of the thousands of people in the country that can do it. Only a few could really do it. And finding was there a time when you thought you were going to fail <clears throat> um, after you raise money? No, 
there actually wasn't. Um, there, there's been a lot of nerve wracking points. Um, and I've had other companies that have absolutely failed, but for Ritual, everything we've done, it, it's actually succeeded better than we expected. Uh, it's, it's a different type of answer. What I would change and do differently is prepare for even more success earlier on. Yeah. So things did kind of get strained after COVID. Let me take a moment to talk about overpass for anyone who's looking to hire salespeople. David, you at some point might say, I need to hire salespeople fast. We've got this thing that's happening. Maybe you're starting to get uh, orders on your website for something like hosting events and you want to have a salesperson talk to them. Maybe you do corporate sales, whatever it is. Well, corporate sales would be really good for companies that do alcohol. It should be an embarrassment for them not to have a good alcohol alcohol alternative, right? Don't make your people feel weird. Let them just do their thing and not have to explain to everyone why they're not drinking alcohol. All right. Anyway, if you decide you need this, where are you going to go and hire salespeople? Well, Overpass created a marketplace where you can hire salespeople and see what they're like. Are they good on the phone? Are they good by email? Are they good by chat? How do they work? What's good about them? And then when you decide to hire them, if they're working remote for you, which they will be at Overpass, they could be monitored. They could be, you could have your whole interaction, your whole process of working with them handled by the overpass software. Overpass makes it really easy for people to hire salespeople. They want to make it easy for you to spin up a sales department. Kind of like you can now spin up servers. All right. Listen to me, people. If you want to get a discount on overpass and let them know that you came from me, go to overpass.com slash mixer. This is one you're going to want to remember and tell your friends are going to appreciate that you told them about this overpass.com slash mixer to hire salespeople. Oh, yeah. You know what? You told our producer about this failed company that you had. I wasn't, I wasn't clear on what it was since you brought it up. Let's chat about it. What was it? So I've had a couple other companies. Uh, my first one was called Crave Protein. And it was a, it was a meat-based uh, protein powder company um, with, the, with the original goal of every serving of this kind of protein shake was the equivalent of a chicken breast. Okay. They, um, I was in the fitness industry, you know, people are chowing down chicken breasts every day. I thought there's got to be a better way. Um, knew nothing about bringing a product to market, learned, learned a lot, uh, put a lot of money into it um, of my own. Um, and it just never quite, kind of got the traction it needed. It didn't, didn't Why really not? know what I was Now doing. that you've got traction with, with Ritual and you could evaluate what was missing with the last one. Mm. I would have done marketing very differently. I would have positioned the product very, very differently. I would have started small, smaller than I, than I even did um, and really honed my voice, found that message, got some proof points, slowly grown. And what I did do is I, is I pivoted into a slightly different product that was, was much more successful. Um, and that ended up becoming an entirely different company that was, that was quite was a product. Uh, the first one was called Osteobroth. It was a, it was a, dehydrated bone broth, one of the first commercialized bone broths on the market, mm. um, if you're familiar with bone broth. Uh, and it was great. It was mostly sold in, in clinics like mine to other healthcare practitioners, to <clears throat> chiropractors and other physical therapists, et cetera. Sold on Amazon for a while. It was very good. Um, and then you know, when the bone broth wave took off and uh-huh. it was everywhere and you could go to Whole Foods and buy it, um, I decided I needed to change up this product offering a lot because it, you don't go to your chiropractor looking for bone broth. Um, you go to the grocery store looking for bone broth. So I, I pulled back and um, kind of surrounded myself with some of the best in the business in the grocery industry 
and created a company called Parks and Nash. And Parks and Nash are the names of two family farms that have been in my family for four generations. And Parks and Nash was a dehydrated um, instant soup based on bone broth. Think of a 20 gram of protein, Tuscan vegetable cup of soup. Ah, so not just the bone broth, but the soup that's based on bone broth. Mm -hmm. I also yeah. like the name Par Parks and Nash and the design changed completely. The, what was a, uh, osteo broth? Osteo broth. Yeah. yeah that one felt like, yeah, clinical. Like there's gotta be something wrong with me or with my grandfather for us to yeah. buy it. Parks mm -hmm. and Nash looks like something I might buy and keep around the, around the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. It, it comes yeah. in these nice containers. So now you're starting to express some real design, uh, sensibilities, right? Yeah, we did great. We jumped into 4,000 doors, you know, are still sold in places like Whole Foods and Kroger, you know, across the country. So much different experience there, you know, and this is, you know, this is all spanning up, you know, a seven year period of, of learning um, how to bring products to market. Wait, how when to did you launch Parks and Nash? It's more recent than that, isn't it? Parks and Nash is, oh yeah, I meant from, yeah. from the original Crave days. Got it. Through Parks and Nash, yeah. Got it. Got it. You're still running Parks and Nash. Mm -hmm. I am. Okay. And so how, how'd you get Parks and Nash into all these stores? This is, it's available on Amazon, but it seems to me like Parks and Nash is more about going to your local grocery store, right? It is. It is. Um, you know, I'm very, if I, if I have one skill, it's that in-person one-on-one sales call that, that that's probably where I shine the most. And I got a lot of doors open for me. I went into a lot of meetings at corporate headquarters. You know, this is pre-COVID um, uh -huh. in, in all these grocery stores thinking, you know, I'll take, I'll take 15, 16 calls and I'll get into a store, maybe okay. two. I got into all of them. Okay. <laughs> so we actually scaled too quickly. We went from flat feet to about 4,000 doors um, in a six month period. So that that's a lot. That's a major ramp up in production. Um, that's, a, that's a personnel requirements, et cetera. It was a big, big, big escalation. If I were to do that, could you give me some advice? What would I need to do if I wanted to get into stores the way that you did? If I don't have your charm, I don't have your. Well, you do uh, have your charm, so you're so you're good. Um, it's more of my pushy charm. You've got a, <laughs> a softer touch. You know, um, working in the food industry, working with a really good broker goes a long way. Mm -hmm. um, the way the way natural grocery and grocery works is there's an intermediary uh, company called a, a broker, and that is basically a group of salespeople that know the industry very well, but more importantly, they know the buyers very well. And the buyers know that they know their stuff. So if you've sold the broker, you've already pre-sold the buyer. And if, and if, if the broker believes in it, then they are more predisposed to, to believing in you as well. So I would, I would do that. Find, find the people that already have the trust of the decision maker. Dude, all I want to do is talk to you about ritual and what I think you could do. This is the yeah. more I drink it, the more I like it. Let's let's just brainstorm for a little bit because my mind is just firing off with all these different ideas for it. Number one, I think all these people who are doing like cocktails for the office remotely, have you contacted them? They should be while they're making cocktails with whatever whiskey they should or with alcohol, with the with the other um with rum, whatever other uh, spirits. They should be introducing this because then you're teaching them how to make a drink and also how to appreciate the non-alcoholic uh, option. Yes. <laughs> the, That's slow rolling though. You want to go bigger and you've gone. Well, no, I mean the, the cat's out of the bag. You know, we're never going back to a point in time when Starbucks doesn't offer almond milk and when right. you're, there aren't little GFs next to a bunch of menu items for gluten-free like that. Right. That's, ex that's expected by the host now to offer that. 
And within a spirit, it's expected to have an adult offering that's good really? enough. If I, go to, if I go to the local, wow. <clears throat> if I go to a local place here on Valencia Street, they're going to have it? Not necessarily. But not yet. Show, We're not there yet. Waiting. I think people need to be trained to drink it yeah. and not question it, but to think about what they're appreciating. it. I also think that if there are any kind of events where people can just slowly talk, this would be a nice thing to, to introduce. I think... Um, I used to do events uh, through Mixergy in the in the tech startup space, and I remember when I talked to Red Bull, because I partnered up with Mashable, they wanted to get Red Bull into the event. Mashable mm-hmm. was huge in the space. I feel like if there's any kind of, I don't know, I, yeah. I just think that this is a drink that the more people spend time with, the more you appreciate. And in the beginning, it feels too foreign, and you're judging it compared to what you know. We had we had two 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 cool examples of kind of what you're talking about. During the holidays this past year, um, we we partnered with Seattle Bank to host their uh, employee holiday party. It was virtual. We had mm-hmm. one of our bartenders, uh, Carly Gaskin, an amazing mm-hmm. bartender, come in, do a cocktail class, and we had sent everyone bottles in advance. Everyone got the same experience they would have had if it would have been alcohol, but it was it was friendly and, and wonderful. And then just a few weeks ago, we were the sponsors of the NBJ Summit, which is one of the biggest um, kind of supplement-focused health summits um, run by uh, New Hope and Informa in the country. And they have a wine sponsor, and they had us as a mocktail sponsor. And they, you know, they they run Expo West and all the big major um, health food conventions. And if not them, who? You looked at this right? Yes, yes. People at the at the reception, half of them holding a ritual cocktail. They wanted to be there and talk and experience and do business. Didn't have to be alcoholic. Okay, how about this? This is smaller again, but still, I feel like no company event should not have a non-alcoholic option. They all need a non-alcoholic option. Option. Imagine if you had something on your site where, uh, this might be too small, where people should be telling their bosses, even if it's just like a link or something, we would like to have this without raising their hands and saying, I'm the awkward person who's going to need this. All right. What, what could be more inclusive, right? Than, yeah. than offering this. Right. And this is coming from a from a clear alcohol drinker. I will go to a party, I will have my whiskey, I will enjoy it, right? I still don't want anyone to feel weird or left out or less than in a conversation. And especially it's painful when you have a company event and you're really starting to put somebody in this bucket of not or or yes. Yeah. All right. Uh COVID hit. You had this idea, you're going to go into stores, you have a talent and experience getting into stores, you suddenly are now uh, hobbled. What happened to the brand? What <laughs> happened to sales? Yeah, so um, I initially just right out of the gate called a, a 911, brought everyone together, and we, we developed three distinct budgets. The budget we already had, we were working with. Okay. Another one where we slashed everything, we actually called it slashed budget. And it was, what if what if sales are way down? We have many, many less opportunities to spend um, for marketing. Everyone go and, and slash your budget. And then we had the disaster budget. What if we never make another penny? What if, what if there really are zombies? What if this whole thing is happening? How can we just hang on until this thing clears out? And we immediately implemented a slashed budget, uh, pulled back on all of the channels where we couldn't we couldn't effectively deploy capital when no one was listening. You, and, and it was crazy to be spending on advertising right then. It was COVID, 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 COVID. No one cared about the paid ad, right? So pulled back on everything, slashed budget, focusing on kind of organic communication with our, with our tribe. Um, and I said, we're going to revisit this in 30 days. Let's just take a break. 30 days later, sales were up about 40%. So what the heck just happened? 
that doesn't make any sense. All right, stay on the slashed budget. We're not going to go back to spending aggressively. We'll talk in 30 days. You know, of course we talk every day, but you get it. Revisit yep, that yep. in 30 days. Sales are way up. What is happening here? What was happening was, you know, did, did everyone drink more during COVID? Yeah, but everyone just wanted to connect. They wanted to have that moment, to mark a moment, to make it special, to enhance the meal, to sit down by the fireplace with a book and appreciate that moment in time, whether it was alcoholic or non-alcoholic. Um, and the whole category began to grow. Um, and eventually we kind of re-implemented the original budget and our, uh, our sales last year were 40% above our original very aggressive projections. And so I could see COVID doing that. Now that things are starting to get back to normal, well, who knows, um, are numbers going back to where they were before? No, everything, no, everything, hit an, everything is just hockey stick trajectory. It's crazy. We, um, you know, we've been in Total Wine and More, a great national um, chain, and been doing an incredible business there, even all through COVID. Our e-com sales remain steady. We're launching in Whole Foods this month, which is super exciting. Um, and I think, you know, historically, natural grocery is the early adopter in food. Um, with this product, it's been the liquor industry and natural grocery. But now we're really giving natural grocery a chance at Whole Foods. It's going to explode. This category is just beginning and, and we're right on top of it. But the whole thing is even, even non-alcoholic beer is starting to get good. I remember I interviewed Sam Parr like a couple of years ago. He was, he gave up drinking. He switched to non-alcoholic beer. He was drinking something like Heineken zero. It's mm -hmm. awful. I literally got a case of it delivered to my office. I, it was given to me. I tasted one. I couldn't handle it. It was so bad. I put it in the, in, in, in the lobby for anyone else to take <laughs> non-alcoholic beer now has gotten really good. Very good. I try to ship non-alcoholic beer to people by mail. The way you ship these bottles, it's much more expensive, much more involved. This is this is the way to go. Um, finally, when you're getting people to your site, it's a challenge, right? I understand going on Amazon. I understand that we all learn how to improve our messaging on Amazon. But what about getting people to your own site? What's worked for you? Yeah, you know we have we have um, influencers and ambassadors, uh, paid ads, a, a very robust, organic social following that we've gotten from being genuine and telling our story and communicating with people that want to communicate with us. Um, and when you get to our site, it's a journey. You know, there, there there's information, there's there's a story to be told, there's a lot to learn. You can explore the brand and really enjoy the brand process while you're there. And I think I think that's a big part of it, being genuine. You know, we, we didn't come out and say in a spirit are the only way to go. And if you drink, you're evil. Like, no, no, we drink. And, and there's a million reasons to have this. And we're not talking down to anybody. And we're as yeah. inclusive as possible. Let's, let's talk and see if this fits into your life somehow. We'd love to help. So what is it? Paid ads? Influencers? What type of influencers uh, send you guys customers? Um, it's, it's really, truly the best kind. We, we only take in people that are, that, that want this product to be a part of their lives. So these are not major, big influences. They're more micro and Just medium regular size. everyday people that we don't have like non-alcoholic influencers. No, 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 not necessarily. No, no. We do have people that are very passionate about the product with large followings that, that do this kind of thing. So almost, almost more ambassador than an influencer. Yeah. Got it. All right. Um, the website for anyone who wants to go check it out is ritualzeroproof.com. Uh, I love design. I love the business. I think it just makes total, total sense. I think we need more of this. We need more non-alcoholic alternatives that slow us down and let us enjoy the night or let us enjoy our friends. All right. I'm going to keep on drinking. Well, actually, I feel kind of 
we are drinking this in the morning. It's it's almost noon, but it still feels like Andrew, drink this slower later on. Um, you kind of feel like you're getting away with something right now, don't you? It's like the brain is. It, it feels <laughs> like I'm doing something inappropriate. My brain is getting tricked into thinking I'm doing this, and I'm getting a little bit just like easy in, in a way mm-hmm. that I, I I wouldn't want to be right now. Weird. There's huh? a placebo effect. There yes, really that's is. what it is. It's a real placebo effect. I have to keep reminding myself I'm not drinking it. It's not because it's it's because I'm drinking it slowly. It's because it's got that spicy feel to it. All right. I pulled you out of your day for this because I wanted to do this before I left San Francisco. I'm really appreciative that you did the interview. I thank the two sponsors who made this interview happen. The first, if you need a website hosted, go to hostgator.com slash Mixergy. The second, when you're ready to hire salespeople, go to overpass.com slash Mixergy. David, thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, everyone.